talking podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Okay. Hi, Abigail. How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm having some wine that's actually like pretty good for Ooh. the price. Tell me all about this two dollar wine. Uh, so it was seven dollars. Is that like a Slytherin seven dollars? <laughs> I don't remember how much it cost. Was that like in snake language? <laughs> Am I somehow able to understand it? Yes. Uh, it looks like it's wine from Target. The yeah. So the label is the Naked Grape, which is a budget label. That's why I said it was pretty good. Um, but the price wasn't like it wasn't like two dollars or anything. Um, but this is their Malbec, which I had never had before. So the na- Naked Grape Malbec um, is 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 good. I like it. Um, and because really- I'm having it. I feel good about the world because I like to self medicate with wine. Yeah, a lot of people do. In fact, here's a story for you. Um uh so several friends of mine are newly pregnant. Some of them so newly pregnant they haven't announced it yet. And uh it's not me, by the way. Is it anyone... Kate? Is Kate pregnant? <laughs> no, Kate's not pregnant. Um maybe she is. I don't know. I don't think so. She's not one of the people no, you're no, she's not one of the people that I'm talking about. So, uh, every I day think- I want to ask her, Hey, Kate, are you pregnant yet? <laughs> but she um, has not communicated in any way that she's trying to get pregnant. So I feel like I can't, like, I mean, in general, that's an not. inappropriate question to ask. Uh, but it's especially, <laughs> it's especially inappropriate if, you know, no one has stated the intention. Sure. So, so I'm just going to so put these- it out there on the podcast. Oh, God, rude. So uh, these other friends of mine who are pregnant had mentioned sometime in the past six months that they were going to start trying or something like that. So I remembered that, of course, and I was at various different gatherings with them in recent times, and both of them refused wine, which I instantly knew that meant that they were pregnant, essentially, and asked both of them very rudely. I was like, so any luck with your project, essentially? (laughs) And they were like, don't look at me. And I was like, aha, yes. Which that's is like, what I here's thought. the thing, Amanda. If I were secretly pregnant, which uh-huh. I mean is a confusing world to imagine anyway, but let's say you and I are like meeting up in person, which we don't do very often, um, mm-hmm. and I'm secretly pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I would like to maintain that secret. Uh-huh. Obviously, I otherwise see, I would have already I told see- you. Right, I see you can see where I'm going with this as well. Yeah, exactly. I would um Do order a I would order a drink. Yes. And then not drink it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I would be like I, I would be like no can I get notice. Some, I would be like, Can uh. I get some hot tea and also like a shot of whiskey or whatever? And I could be like, exactly. I'm like I have a cold or whatever. Like I would be so easy to craft a story and have a fake drink and whatever. Uh, it'd be so easy. And here's the thing. I was because like, pour, I yourself a glass I would of, know. pour yourself a glass of wine, pour yourself a glass of wine and just hold it. No one is going to watch you drink it. No one is going to be like, whoa, you didn't finish your wine. It's not going to cross anyone's mind. Especially not to in even a group wonder. setting. If it's one-on-one, no. like, you know, I'm going to catch anyone doing anything. Sure. But like in anything a group weird. setting. Yeah. Anything weird. I'll be like, well, especially if I'm one-on-one with one of my close friends. Sure. Because I will also, definitely be drunk. I'll be like, why are you drunk? Why are you still on your first drink? Bartender. Yeah. But a group setting? No, totally. 
Skits. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to write a medium post, literally, like, how to hide your pregnancy from everyone you know, you fucking alcoholics, my friends. <laughs> um, also, I, I was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy that I can instantly tell who's pregnant from anybody being like, none for me, thanks. I was no, like, it's pretty everyone crazy that they would, you know, not keep a secret. Well, they can't because they're, you know, loving alcohol. Oh. Right. But the, yeah, I just like if you love alcohol like I do, you understand that people know it and you talk about it in a way that normalizes yeah. it. So no, like I talk about it all the time so that people don't think that I am like unaware of how much I drink or like more specifically how much I drink in order to have a conversation with another person sure. yeah so anyway I've, I've been mulling over like how to hide your pregnancy for a good six I months keep, from i keep no. coming up with such good lies in my head oh yeah no because like, that's all my brain ever does my brain is always like what lies can i come up with i know it really bothers me sometimes when i think about it about what a good liar i can be when i really want to and it's it's a problem i feel to be so deceptive well and like Speaking i feel of deception yeah. Speaking of deception, I have a topic for you, which I don't know if we've talked about. If we have, let me know. <laughs> Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, thoughts, go. Um, there was some drama when we were children. Yes. So I feel like I, I feel like having like a obsession about it or significant interest in an old rivalry is a bit of like a gross hipster thing to do because unless you can like unless you were active in it at the time okay i ask this because there's a new movie coming out that everyone is really excited about called i tanya is it a doc is- or a non-doc no okay it's margot robbie plays tanya harding and it uh, i've heard of that person yeah, she was Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. She was in Wolf of Wall Street. She's a very popular, very... Oh, she was in uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. She's a very popular, very beautiful Australian... Oh, Whiskey Fango, ta- Fango <laughs> Socks Frot is one of the movies that came out in the last, you know, five years that I was like, ah, oh, that seems interesting. Tina Fey was Jacob in it. Clifton, yes, she was. And Jacob Clifton really liked it without <gasps> thinking he was going to like it. So just a little, every time I think about that movie, I think about how Jacob liked it and he didn't think he was going to like it. So yes. Um, anyway, well, so Fango I, on my list. I was very excited because one time, I mean, I, I again was very young when it all happened. So I don't really have any memories of it at the time, but I, I sort of remember them talking about it. And I remember being ter- tertially I don't know how the word is tertiarily interested because um I really liked figure skating and because we did figure skating when we were little um I was not very good and no one paid for me to become better so that uh, is basically how I think about everything in my childhood yep I was I could I learned how to skate forward pretty fast like in circles but listen I was to, not listen like to your like Listen to your pride and your childlike skills as though, as though, you like, know, the Olympics no, were stolen cool. from you. I would, uh, I, dude, the way I picked up going forward, I mean, if only, if only. <laughs> well, one of our good friends or my sister's good friends was like practiced every day and went to competitions and was like a fancy ice skater girl. And so, you know, everybody had the dream. Yeah, um, no, I had but- a friend in seventh grade who like went to the Olympics. 
Right. And and then, uh, by the way, never, like, didn't see her for, like, seven or eight years. And then she went to Biola. Oh, weird. Which is super weird because I didn't know anyone at Biola at all because I came from a faraway land. Yeah. And she was there. That's really weird. Yeah. And she was still skating. Good for her. Um... Yeah, so we went we went ice skating a lot, probably like once a month in general, maybe once every other month just in life. But yeah, lessons were short-lived, I will say. Um, anyway, so I was sort of tertiarily, I don't know why I keep choosing that word since I can't say it, but sort of remotely interested in the situation. And um, so the I saw the ESPN 30 for 30 about the whole squabble and learned everything you could ever want to know because those documentaries are extremely detailed. Um and then this movie was coming out and everybody was very excited. And I think they really faithfully recreated all of it, except that I still firmly believe that Amy Adams is the only person that looks like Tanya Harding. No one else looks like Tanya Harding. And so it's, and Michelle Monaghan should have been Nancy Kerrigan. And I, I just don't understand how anyone could think there's any other casting possibilities, except for the fact that both of them are too old technically to be the ages the people were at the time, which is like 22 I'm glad to see that we're continuing Chicks Flicks into the, you know, next episode. I told you. I told you that all three of my topics had to do with movies. Can I tell you something about ice skating? Sure, please. Um, The Olympics and ice skating obsession was a large part of my childhood. Um, Mm. And I remember... Um, so yes. Oh, what's her name? So, I mean, I loved Christy Yamaguchi. Mm-hmm. She's a California, Southern California local. That's right. We've, we've driven, you and I have driven past her skating rink. Yes. And been like, Christy that- Yamaguchi skating rink. Yes. Well, and that's where my friend Bonnie from the, you know, mm-hmm. met her at, saw her again at Biola Story that she was at that same rink. Um, but there was another girl who was very good, but she was from another country. She was from somewhere in Oksana like. Oksana Bayou? No. It was like Katrina. Katrina DeWitt? Is that a thing? Oh, maybe. Let me look. Look up who. Look up. Can you look up those Olympics? It'd be like 1992, somewhere 94 in Europe. Was, 94, Lillehammer was the. Yes. Um, there we go. So who look up like the top skaters from '94 Little Hammer? Let's deep dive into my past. My sister Jane is named after, um, is named after the figure skaters Jane Torval, or Torval and Dean. I don't know Jane Dean maybe from like the '70s or something. Something like, like that. Oksana Bayul won the gold medal. That year? Yeah. Weird. Let me see who DeWitt is. Katarina DeWitt. Yes, you're right. German. She was at 94. Do you want me to send you the YouTube video of her skating? No. Oh, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'll tell you what happens during it. Oh, it won't load, of course. So... Well, anyway, this is a fun little. Oh, it's Jennifer Garner hawking Capital One at me. Oh, she does. She she hawks so good. That girl. She, she is all about that scam money, and I'm into it. 
She's using her special mom voice. I love oh God, her okay. mom voice. Sexiest man alive, Jennifer Garner, hands down. <laughs> I feel like I can't make that joke because it's a callback to another episode. It is. Um, I really want to watch this video now. So I'm just hovering. This is what I'm doing instead of watching it. I'm dragging the cursor along the timeline. To get it to so look for you? It. No, just so I can see the screenshots of what happens at every second. So it's kind of like watching it, but it's uh, without actually having to watch it. So it's just going really fast. She's doing great. I'm in minute four already. Yep, she's doing really good. Oh, looks like she almost fell. I mean, she did great. Look at her. So anyway. at, my, at the playground at school during recess, we would play pretend. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like how I remember all of elementary school is like always playing pretend on the playground at recess. And it varied what you would play pretend. But you would like base it was basically reenactment of something from real life. Um, mm-hmm. Or something from a movie. So we did a lot of like Disney movies. There was a ton of Beauty and the Beast, which I always felt a little yes. like Beauty and the Beast wasn't like, so for some reason, didn't speak to my heart the way other people yeah. did. So I, I always felt a little that. bit on the outside. I don't, I'm not sure if it's like I hadn't, maybe I hadn't seen it. I'm not sure. Um, there was a ton of Beauty and the Beast, um, but olympics was like my jam i was like let us let's play pretend olympics so we did a ton of ice skating pretend olympics and we would all Mm -hmm. decide who got to be which girl and then we would just like so the playground was in like a like a like the it had like cedar burke chips right like that was like you know so if you fall off Mm -hmm. you fall into the bark chips so that was like our skating rink so we would like mine just skating all the way around yeah and i always wanted to be katarina dewitt well it's just katarina witt your hero not dewitt uh not dewitt at all she won would you like some facts about your hero katarina witt sure uh she won two olympic gold medals first in 1984 and then in 1988 at calgary she did not win a little hammer because she was an old lady. She was probably at least almost 30 at that point. Way too old to be doing anything like that. Well, yeah, that was she'd been, that was her third Olympics. Mm-hmm. She had a cameo in Jerry Maguire. Now I'm now I'm listening. Tell me more. Yeah, because she was so hot right then. Oh, she came in seventh in the '94 Olympics. Oh. Yikes. Yeah, but she, you know how it is where, like, NBC chooses, like, three people they're going to tell you about and, like, everyone else doesn't matter no matter, like, even if they get third place? Sure. They're like, we didn't put the package together for this, so. Yeah, exactly. They're like, all uh, the research indicated elsewise, so good right. luck, everyone. So She and Sonia Henney are the only two skaters to win six consecutive gold medals at the European, like, version the, of the, the Olympics, regular, essentially. The regular, the, the yeah. like, real thing. So she's like one of the most accomplished skaters in all of history because of that. That's my girl. Yeah. I wonder why I liked her. I, you know what I remember? I remember like She's very her, beautiful. I remember liking her name. Oh, Katarina. Yeah. Katarina I DeWitt. I was very into names. I was always making up. I was always changing my name. Like wanting new names. She looks like she has. Well, I bet you were. Um, Hannah was a big one for a while. Really? Yeah, and then Christine. Hmm. Like, I would lie to people all the time and say my name was different. Um, Afton and I did that in high school. We picked new names. We were Abigail and Maria. I didn't know you used my name. I 
did, but that was before I knew you. I know, but still, you never told me. I forgot all about it until just now when we're talking about making up fake names. I don't know why we did that. I think it was at Starbucks or something. We thought we were very clever. Dude, it's fun. No, my friend Veronica. It is. I made her be Kristen, and I was Christine, and we told everyone we were twins. Oh, my God. We We traveled with her grandparents. So I met her when I was very young. Like mm-hmm. five years old, I think, because her grandparents lived across the street from me. And they were like, you are the same age as our granddaughter. We want you to be friends with her so she has more reasons to visit us. And it worked. It totally worked. Like, well, we like we were we were best friends for a very long time. Um, we hung out all the time. Like every time she came to visit, I would hang out and her grandparents took me on so many trips and like did, took, so me, took me to so many cool things. And my grandparents were yeah. like always lived far away and like, yeah. I wasn't close to them. So it like, it, it really was like a really like cool grandparent experience. And like, I l- like loved it. It was just, I mean, so we sweet. had, we had, so I called her grandma three. Mm-hmm. And she had like we had scrapbooks, and there was a scrapbooking room at their house. And she would like oh my get, God. she would get pictures printed from all of our adventures. And then like once a month was like scrapbooking time, and like we'd go into the scrapbooking room, and she would have all the pictures from our adventures, and we would like sit there with our scrapbooks and like put them all in and like write our stories. And of course, I'd be like, "Excuse me, while I write like uh three pages on our trip to Marshall Fields for Christmas." This is like so sweet. It's sad, of course. Um, and well, and she like so, and I would send her thank you notes, right? Because my parents were like big into thank you notes, so they always had me write thank you notes. And then Grandma Three would always save the thank you notes for me to put into the scrapbook. So like that's very sweet. Yes, oh, my God. and they like and they like get more and more formal as I like get more like shilbowy, where I'm just like. Like, I'm like yeah. I'm like I learned how to, like it's fifth grade I learned how to write a letter at school so now I'm like typing it so up now you're and doing like it. doing a thing and like using like sir and madam you know so yes and then at my high school graduation grandma three was like here is like she gave me my scrapbook because she was hanging on to it because you know children can't be t- trusted with anything and we would just make them at her house and then she like gave it to me and so I actually have it like of course I've saved it yeah of course no, something like you could never get rid of that. That's no, too it's special. like it's like so perfect. But anyway, how did I start talking about them, Veronica? What was I saying? Oh, but at one point, Katarina Witt. This, yeah, so like Veronica and I, like for twenty years, like or fifteen years, like spent a lot of time together, and I like roped her into this twin fantasy that I've always had because, as you might have heard, I'm obsessed with twins. Yep. We were in like second grade, and I was like, "We're twins now." Sorry about your past identity. Now you're my twin sister. <laughs> and Kristen. Because Grandma 3 would get us matching clothes. So I was like. Yes. Oh my God. I was like. I was like. It's all happening. So like, Grandma 3 also wanted twins. No. Yeah, Grandma. No. Grandma 3 was like. It's so cute. My granddaughters are matching. You know. Aww. Like a grandma. Yeah. And I was like. Granddaughters. Yes. Also. We're twins now. Also. Yep. And like. Veronica's also last... we have matching names because our parents are psychopaths. <laughs> well, so Veronica's last name was different than Grandma Three's last name because of like, you know how sometimes you Whatever. don't have the same. Sure. Yeah, um, and my last name was obviously different because I was related to none of them, and so that I would be kind of a thing. Yeah, I was like, so I made up. I was like, I made up our first names, Kristen and Christine, 
And then we used Grandma Three's last name. And oh, I would yeah. sign us up for stuff with their address oh. and those names. And, like, one time, I remember, we would go to, like, they had a lake house in Wisconsin, which is, like, what everyone does in Chicago. Um, And we would go to the lake house for, like, two weeks in the summer. And I remember one time we, like, got M&Ms at the, you know, like, gas station or whatever, which was a big deal, you know, going in and getting a treat at the gas station. Yeah. And there was a peanut M&M that didn't have peanut in it. And Whoa. so I, ca- I called the number on the package. This is who I was as a fourth grader, just, you know, obviously. Oh, no. I literally, someone was, like, complaining about something they ate the other day, and I was like, well, you can contact the company and let them know about it. And they were like, well, who has time to do that? And I was like, well, just tell me what your complaint is. I'll write it for you. I don't care. I love contacting companies about horse shit. Like, oh, this Cheeto isn't shaped correctly. Yeah, so I called the number. I was like, can I use the phone to call? And so oh, I, wow. so I like made a call like a grown up. I called the number, and it was like this lovely person at the M M&M and M hotline. Oh, yeah. Right. And I was like concerned for you. <laughs> and I explained. I'm so sorry you had to suffer through eating an M M&M and M that didn't have a peanut in it. That's not what you purchased, and we're gonna try and do better. And I'm gonna burn the factory down and start over. Yeah. <laughs> so I explained what had happened, and she was like, "We will get some gift certificates in the mail to you right away." What? Oh, look and at you. She, I know. And she sent them. And I remember at the time, the bag of peanuts had cost like 69 cents, right? Peanut m ms Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe even less. Um, and I had her send them to, you know, Kristen and Christine. We each we each got them. Um, she was like, what's your sister's name? I'll, you know. So nice. Get, I'll get you new packages. Um, and oh. like that was the first Everyone time. Everyone suffered. Everyone who's been <laughs> affected by this industry-wide breakdown of our system will be issued every twin who had to eat any of this drivel will be given new candy immediately and that was the first time i had used like the names and addresses in like an official setting like on record were you concerned at all that like, i was like i felt like i i felt like i was getting away with a lie which like always made me feel yeah. like on the one hand like high as fuck high as fuck and also yeah. like oh shit is this how we're gonna get in trouble but no, we didn't get in trouble. We got free, like we got. Oh, this is why I mentioned the price. The coupon we got was for like a dollar each, and I was like, "Oh, we can get three bags with these coupons." Anyway, from that point forward, I was like signing us up for like every like sweepstakes. Like I was like, "These are our names. This is our address." And everyone else in the family was like a little hesitant, but also, you know. Loved me for who I was. Let the weird girl do what she wants. <laughs> yep. Let the psycho child from next door who's trying to steal our identities do what she wants. <laughs> She's perfectly harmless, probably. But yeah, that was... Uh, that Man, was... what a trip down memory lane. <laughs> Katarina Witt brought up a lot of things, including like corporate responsibility when it comes to packaging and production of M&M's. Uh, Chill fourth graders trying to steal the identities and like what is that single white female and other family? Uh, it's just well, and I think amazing. about that every time I get a bag of peanut M Ms, the best candy. Anytime I get a bag and I get a peanut M M&M without the peanut in it, I'm like, oh, I bet I could call and I could still get a coupon. Christine three won't stand for this. <laughs> the other topic I had for you. So I went to go see this movie that's amazing, and it was set in maybe one of the greatest time periods of all, which, which was 
1994, Lola Hammer. <laughs> no, uh, it was the movie called Lady Bird, and it was set in Sacramento in 2002, 2003. Ooh. And it's fantastic. The year I moved to California, or back to California. Yes, and I think you would really like it. It's a coming-of-age story, and it's directed by Greta Gerwig. It's amazing. It's so great. And there's, like, really significant moments with Dave Matthews Band songs, et cetera, et cetera. <gasps> Need I say more? So 2002, I love it. No, it's perfect. Like, the soundtrack, the vibes, the clothes, all the cars, all of it is really Where good. Where can I catch this flick? It just came out in theaters, oh, and it had well, the highest per theater average of any film directed by a woman ever, essentially. $13,000 like Average, do you mean do- per like dollars? Dollars okay. per theater, yeah. It had the highest average, which is Like, insane. all the ladies like, are getting out there. Or, I mean, everybody, everybody's yeah, getting out every- there. Yeah, for this movie. But anyway, so it got me thinking, and I was like, man, I love this time period so much. Like, they go see an emo band, like play at a little coffee shop or something and I was like that's what I was doing then you know like it was it was great it's like the movies we imagine we're making yes exactly dude that was how I felt about it I was like she's making a movie about my high school years it's perfect yeah I have a bad habit which I'm sure like you resonate with entirely like even when I was at the Hoover Dam today I was like in my memoir when I like what I, like I'll be, like I'll barely write about the Hoover Dam, right? Like, but it'll be like because it reminded me of like ec- like the field trip to the you know Edison plant in on Lake Michigan that I went to as a field trip in the fourth grade, and, it'll, and it reminds me of this thing that happened right on the other side because the time zone change and blah blah blah. And I like sit there and I'm like ugh, like taking in the view and like thinking about like how it's just gonna pull everything together in my memoir. Yeah, when you say bad habit, do you mean only activity in daily <laughs> life is constructing everything you're experiencing into part of the timeline? And you're like, I don't know, is this like the beginning part or is this like the middle part? And I'm into like con- back, into content that like- everyone will love and consume. Oh, yeah. Like every moment of my life is essentially just fodder for great art yet to be created, as you know. And also everyone else I know's life, by the way. I was hanging out with... Um- three people the other day who I'd never met before, which is, you know, quite a lot for me. And also I was totally sober. So, you know, I was like, I was like, I can do the thing. I can do the thing. Um, But there was also a dog there, which was like very helpful to me. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, Max and I, we have a special bond. And I need to just hang out with the dog. Yeah. and, And Max was like very, very friendly. Uh, uh-huh. which I, you know, was excited about. And his owners kept like kind of apologizing and being like, and then at one point they were like, sorry, Max is an attention. Like Max like could never get enough attention. Like he's obsessed with attention. So like, he's never going to stop like coming up to you now that he like knows you're going to give him attention. And I was like, I was like, Oh Max, I totally get you. Mm-hmm. And one of the people in the group was like surprised by that. It was like really, and she, and she definitely is like the sort of person that like wants to have like long deep conversations, like you. And then she like repeated this statement as if like she was like, "You like want attention all the time." You're like, "What's the point of being alive?" I'm confused. <laughs> what do you, what are you saying exactly? No one asks me to like prove it. Like y- yes, I don't know what I would say. I'd be like, 
I'm like, well, I'm doing part of my stand-up routine to make people like me. So did that joke not land? I'm confused. I'm talking like, to uh, a dog because it's an easy audience because the dog will give me the attention I need without having to be vulnerable with other people. Like, do I need to break down to you the ways in which I need validation from anything with a heartbeat? Anyway, go on. I don't even know if I was talking. Christ, what's happening? <laughs> you were talking about Ladybird. Um, you said it was coming of age. Lady I was Bird, like, coming so of age? Perfect. Let me talk about my age. Let me talk about my life. Settle down. It's time for my memoir. Right. So, um, anyway, so I was going to ask you if you could set a movie of your life any year for your memoir, memoir movie. Uh, what year would you want to have, or like what year in general would you like to see in a movie that maybe you don't feel like you see very often, or what year do you feel like is a good year? Yeah, no, I'm a terrible co-host of Chicks Flicks because you like talk about like what era would you want a movie set in, and that's like the first time I've even thought about that thing ever. Like I don't sit around thinking about it. I'm like, I do think like when I watch a movie, when I watch a movie and I see it in a certain era, I'm like, oh, it is like, it is great to watch this era. But when I think about my own story, I don't think about it set in a particular like thing, which is why I love the movie a lot like love with Ashton Kutcher. Cause there's so many eras. Yes. You get to enjoy them all. So that's how mine would be. I would, it would, it would be, it would be like, it would totally. Greatest hits. Yes. Yeah. No, we would get 94 Lillehammer. We would get, you know. Eminem phone call of Upper Lake Michigan. We'd get we get some like hardcore like um no the Eminem phone call was probably like ninety five like I was still okay. pretty young um but we could this get post like, Little Hammer World that we were all living in. <laughs> we could get like two thousand one where I'm like at Life Fest the Christian Music Festival in Wisconsin camping. Dude, I can't believe we've never talked about Christian music festivals because yeah. they were such a huge part of high school life. Well, for, deaf, like, deaf they so would be in people. my memoir movie docu whatever it is that we're making about my life i'm into it i'm on board where do i sign i feel like we should save it for another conversation because i feel like there's so much we could talk about like weird christian subculture stuff and that's one sure, of them. sure sure yeah no uh yeah we can talk about that another time but yeah i can't pick like a certain year no it would be all over it'd be like it'd be like and i don't know what the thread would be that would tie it together it's not a yeah I, mean, I guess i maybe threw it off by saying like your story Ashton but Pitch- i was just oh. I was gonna make I was just sexiest so... man alive joke. Damn it. <laughs> I was just so delighted to see a movie set in that time period and I hadn't really thought about that, you know? And you had I, like... I feel like you probably would think about it so much. No, no. I mean uh, it it's really hard for me to decide what's interesting about that time sometimes. And so I was telling Bethany Weird in a story the other day, and she was like, This is insane. You have to talk about like you're basically being 15 years old. Like the story is so crazy. And like, you should, you have to write about this. And I was like, Oh, this is just like one normal thing that happened in a chain of many normal things. And to her, it was like, this is such an interesting story. And so it's hard for me to tell what's interesting sometimes. I mean, you're a good storyteller. That's like a, that's like a, a widely held belief. Oh my. Well, I'm saying like, you've like, I feel like Oksana Bayul at the 1994 (laughs) Lillehammer Olympics doing free skate right now. Skating into my- that gold medal. Just skating, like, I mean, slice of I'm ice. I'm just saying, like, people, like, I don't I don't know if anyone says anything as, like, dramatic as Bethany giving a crown, which is, like, the ultimate gold medal. Truly. I think, in general, people will, like, tell me, like, oh, like, 
you have such good stories or like that sort of thing. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the way I'm telling them. I think most people in their memories have really interesting things, but they just don't like vomit them onto other people in the dramatic way that like say you or I might or how I might like try to tie together like the field trip I took to the Edison power plant when I was in third grade to the Hoover Dam to like my breakup to whatever like you know sure like a, a true memoirist might if you will dude I'm dude Anne Lamont I'm coming for you seriously bird by fucking bird bitch barely that's barely a deep cut that doesn't even deserve to be said but anyway insert a joke about like traveling mercies and traveling i can't so i won't somewhere in there is a good joke but who has the time to craft it i'm too lazy yeah for sure um i will say that the story i told bethany was about um staying home all weekend listening to the radio and realizing that it was playing in four hour like segments basically you were like breaking down the radio and you were like now it's time for me to take over the radio well no i was like let me make the perfect mixtape based on what's playing on the radio this weekend so i'd listen for the first four hours to get the order down and then i would start recording and i would get every song in the order i wanted over the course of the next two days based on what the you know i could tell when something was coming up or whatever so i would call that like ocd friendless obsession with mixtape making maybe and not quite the charming story that bethany found it to be she was like, my God, the way our lives were before technology. And you were like, and you were like, actually, at that time, CD players and Napster existed. I just was in a different world. <laughs> well, I told her about Napster and I was like, it would take 30 minutes to download a song. So I had to be really certain about what songs I wanted oh, to download yeah. over the modem. And so she was like, oh, man, I totally forgot about like, she's like, or I just didn't know about stuff like that at the time, you know, and or that wasn't her experience anyway. And so I was like, yeah, so I had to like research and look up lyrics and decide like what song of this artist I was going to get. And if I could only pick one, then it, it would taint my entire idea of the whole artist because I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't like that song very much, but I couldn't chance taking an entire half hour to download a second song by that same artist. So I had a very bizarre Napster playlist. Did I ever tell you something cool about my parents is like when we got Napster, first of all, they were in charge of it. They chose all the songs, et cetera. I don't know. I had my CCM CDs. I wasn't like looking for new music um but they would like download songs that they had liked in their day but they also downloaded snl clips that's so funny like in stand-up bits from like the 80s that they like remembered and were like oh this funny bit about blah 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 and so like that's how i like first heard comedy was from napster that's very funny cool story about my parents end cool story christine hey do you have a joke life moment (sighs) I do. I have a sad joke life moment. What is it? Tell me. Well, I got in a car accident, a collision where both cars were moving. Uh I appreciate your feigned sympathy. I mean, I know it's real sympathy, but you already heard about it. Let's be real. I did hear about it when it happened. The moment it happened. The moment it happened. (laughs) Maybe during it happened. Nope. Oh, yeah. No, I texted you. Well, I texted you after I called 911. Calling 911 was the first thing I did. And then I texted you um, because... I knew you were the person that was like on your phone and would like, if I texted, like I was in an accident, but I'm okay. You would like receive that information and not feel freaked out. I mean, you'd feel a little freaked out, but you wouldn't like panic or anything because you would trust the delivery. 
yeah, I just wanted to make sure you had everything you needed. Right. So for me, it was like a, a question of resources. I was right. like, oh, okay, what, what do I like, need to provide? What do I need to Google? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which like is a resource that I often use you for in my panicked moments because sure. everyone is terrible at computers. Mm-hmm. But me. But you sure. are like, you know, second chair. Wow. Hey, second chair in a symphony is not bad. Yeah, it's still second. It's still a silver medal, okay? Oksana doesn't do silver. <laughs> so um so yeah i like this woman appeared out of nowhere like she cut across traffic to make like a risky turn and yeah sure enough did not pay off no um 50 50 she flew in front of me i slammed on my brakes it was awful uh everyone's okay um my truck is mostly fine because turns out trucks are beasts and it's a great Mm -hmm. thing to drive on the road because you're be fine and everyone else's Huge. cars will and turn fine. into rubble which is what her car was yes which i felt so sad for her about i was just like oh oh and i think i texted you don't get in an accident because your car would turn into rubble she wasn't like upset with you or anything right no she wasn't upset That's with good. me she was upset but not like she sure. was sad she was like crying and you know oh, yeah and i comforted her and we were both like oh we, like she was in I mean, in her defense, like, she, like, there were cars that waved her through telling her it was okay to make the left turn. Anyway, she was like, she was like, I knew I shouldn't have left the house today. Like. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was hard. It was hard for all of us. Um, Well, I'm sorry. How is that a joke life moment? Well, I mean, you know, in and of itself is a joke life moment, but that's not actually the joke life part. So, like, the cop comes, and you need, like, your license and your registration and your um, insurance. So if, I, My like, joke life moment would be, I don't have any of those with me. Well, yeah, so I was like, let's see if the insurance let's is in the glove what box. We have. Let's see if past Abigail was doing anyone any favors. Probably not. I found the registration. Whoa. Which expires at the end of this month, and I haven't renewed yet, so thank God yep. for that. Here, here's hoping. Um, and then my license, my license is current, but the actual current license is missing. So I have my backup license from like before I changed my address. Sure. Which thankfully I handed over and was asked no questions. I think mm-hmm. he look. I think he can look up my number, my license they, number. They do. And they do. like, yeah. he probably didn't even look at the date on the license itself or whatever. No. Um, no. And then insurance, I had nothing on, but like pulled up a PDF on my computer in like ten exactly. seconds. In like ten yeah. seconds. And again, he didn't have any like he wasn't any like he wasn't suspicious or weird or like making fun of me like the Hoover PD. So I, I provide all the paperwork. Blah 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 blah. He's gone for like forever on his little bike doing whatever he has me fill out a clipboard with my statement it is like the most drawn out thing i'm like glad that he is there to manage the sad other driver because i have a limit yeah Um, too much trauma yeah um and then he like hands me back all of my stuff and then Two minutes passes, and I don't know where my driver's license is. And the last time I saw it was in his little fist when he handed me the stack of my 
three three pieces. Documents. There was like my two pieces of paper I gave him. The accident report that he spit out of his little like credit card machine. And my driver's license. Like, he handed it all to me in a little fist with, like, the credit, yeah. with my driver's license on top, with my, like, shit-eating grin looking, looking back at me. I took it from him. I have those three pieces of paper. I have so far, not I've, seen my license. So far, I've heard about his little bike, his little credit card machine, his little fist, and his little like, stack of papers. How large was this person interacting with you? I mean, he was a normal-looking cop, but I try to describe men in minimalist terms as much as possible. Sure. Maximalize women. Minimalize men. Yep. Not words. Doing, I my, been doing my part. For the revol- rever- revolution. Hey. Resistance. Need- uh, something. Anyway. So, yeah. I lost my driver's license in an accident. At a scene of a crime. Good. I hope that he uses it for whatever he's planning to use this white girl license for. No, I don't think he has it. We had a joke about it. Where he was like, ha don't lose this. And I have a memory, which we all know memories are fake, but I have a memory of like of it, it being yeah. on that top of the stack he had handed to me. And Well, it's got to just have fallen down around a chair or something. Yeah, but do you know how many times I've like flashlight like digging looking for my own shit-eating grin underneath there in a way aren't we all looking for our own shit-eating grin down there exactly so yeah i'll be traveling to needles california to get a replacement which is the dmv that's on the border of california and arizona because you know i need a new license in order to get a rental car for a trip i'm taking in two weeks so my joke life moment which is vaguely similar would be that I went really early to a store to go get something um maybe a week or two ago and I came out I was the only car parked on the street because it's pretty early um but it's an area with really expensive meters like four dollars an hour meters yes so I had parked for like 30 minutes and I knew I came out in less time but of course I see a bicycle cop rolling up to the front of my car and I zoom over there and start like trying to open the car door to, I don't know, drive away before he talks to me. And he's like, Hey, so what's up with the, what's up with your stickers? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, so here's the story. It's kind of long. And his eyes are like, no, please don't do this, please. And I was like, so basically like I paid for the new ones last year and then they, went to my old address and they didn't come and then like they got lost or whatever. So I've been meaning to replace them, but I know that I, my registration date is like in the ne- next month or so. So I was just like, well, I'll just wait for that, but it's paid and you can look it up and see that it's paid. Okay. And he's, is and, that a true story? Yeah. Okay. It went to, I think Jenny's house yeah, and I never, but you're got like, them but you're like, it's paid. I just don't have the stickers. It is paid. I just yeah. don't have the stickers, which I was like, that shouldn't matter. Cause the same thing with the license. I was like, if you lose your license, you're not like, I can see where that's matter. going. And I'll resist telling my own three versions of the story. But yes, if it's paid, it doesn't matter. That's essentially what I said over and over to the point where he said, like, should should I arrest you? So, <gasps> yeah. Um, or he said, do you want to get arrested? Which was different. <gasps> so, um. I don't think I've I, ever seen you mad like that in person. Mad well, enough that a cop would feel so 
intimidated. He was he was laughing, but we oh, were both okay. and talking louder and louder. Okay. I would say, and more aggressive. Both of us were getting more aggressive. Um, and I so okay, so I said, you know, oh, you can look it up. It's paid or whatever. And he said, well, that doesn't really matter. If it's more than six months out of date, they can impound your car. And I said, it's well, not out of date. It's paid. Well, I said, that's what I said. I said, well, it's paid though. If you look it up, you can see that it's paid so that that's not fair. That shouldn't matter. And he said, well, I'm just letting you know. And I said, right. But can we talk about fairness for a second? Again, it shouldn't matter because I said, I didn't do anything wrong and it's paid. So it's fine. And he said, no, that's not how it works. You have to have the stickers. Otherwise you're in arrears or whatever. And I was like, can we talk about, and I said, literally, well, how about, I said, that's not fair. And he said, I'm not trying to talk about fairness here. And I said, but can you at least admit that my point is correct, that I am not in the wrong here? And I said, But this saying, is before he'd even looked it up. He didn't look up anything the entire time. Um, he's a bicycle cop. Like he was just talking to me the whole time. He had pulled out his thing and he's like, Well, oh, that's what it was. So before I said the thing about fairness, he said, Well, I'm not gonna give you a ticket. And I said, well, you shouldn't give me a ticket anyway because I didn't do anything wrong because if you look it up, it's paid. And he said, that's not the law. The law says that you have to have the sticker. And I said, but that's not just. And I, so I start, and he's like, hey, I'm not here to talk about justice. And I was like, but can you admit that that is a completely unjust, insane situation that would require you to have a sticker even though you haven't, like, and I was like, think about it. I mean, like, to be fair, of- his job title law enforcer yeah Yeah, is it is officially not supposed to decide justice because like in a bigger picture we don't want them deciding justice moment by moment i get it um and he said and he threw he like put both his hands up and he was like he was kind of laughing but he was like do i need to arrest you like what's going on essentially and i was like you were like i'm leaving this conversation's over Right. I was like, no, we're all good here, except that I think like I again, I didn't. And he's like, literally, it takes he's like, it's five dollars to get it replaced. Like, just go to the DMV and get it replaced or like, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, thank you for the information. I appreciate it, officer. I'll be leaving now. And he was like, all right, just get it taken care of. He's like, you don't want to get your car impounded over something dumb like that. And I was like, it's been two years. I think good. Well, and here's the thing. Not to, like, you know, step on his toes, but it, they won't impound you if your registration is current. If you're missing the stickers, you get a fix-it ticket. You don't get impounded. Well, now that I'm all enraged, I feel like that is the episode. We went, we had some highs in Lillehammer. We had some highs. lows in registration stickers. You know, we had a triple axle, and then we had a falling on our ass. It was a mixed. We had a, a failed set. sow cow, if you know what I mean. It was. It was not a clean skate. I would not call that a clean skate, technically or visually. Um. Anyway, people can find us at twogirlstalking.club, uh, which is our website address. Abigail, twogirlstalking.club website keywords for you to search. Um. And you can join our Facebook group. We've got merch. We've got. Uh, palm readings. We've got insider secrets about the people you know and how they are spying on you. So be careful. I know who they are. Um, what else? We have dogs that can see both into the past and the future. If you want us to ask them a question, let us know. Write it in the group. We will report back on their findings um, as we seek validation from them because we need constant validation yes. about everything. So... 
Yeah. Bye. Bye. There's a brand new online travel site that you need to visit before planning your next vacation. www.blueskyvacations.net You'll find great rates for any type of travel or vacation you have in mind. Sign up for their email list for exclusive offers and discounts. They have extremely competitive prices and well-informed travel advice. Experience tranquility under a blue sky with www.blueskyvacations.net.